1: So I'm sitting here with Maura Judkis, a reporter for the Style section at The Washington Post. Hi. And Bishop Sand, a producer here at The Washington Post.
0: Hello.
1: Maura, after you did this reporting and you just told people about this story, how do people respond to you? Usually
2: with a shriek. A shriek, I would say. But also interest. Bishop, okay, so this
1: reporting happened at night tell us how this night started. You were in Northwest DC.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we all met up in this parking lot that was like dimly lit. We meet six people. Nice to meet you you too. (laughs) There's Linda Freeman. She's in her 60s and she runs this group. Nice to meet you. Yeah,
3: nice to meet you. Yeah.
2: Yes.
0: They each have a dog. Yeah, yeah. They're really small dogs. Uh, There's this Dachshunds.
2: It might just be along for
0: the ride. Terrier called Callie. Yeah,
2: those little white fluffy lamb looking dogs.
3: Yeah. Terriers are just lunatics.
0: There's two Jack Russells, you know like those um that, that breed in the sitcom Frasier in the 90s. Uh-huh.
3: Sounds sweet. This
1: whole
2: thing sounds so yeah. sweet.
0: Yeah, and it, like everybody is super excited.
2: <laughs> their dogs are like jumping all over the place.
0: And then eventually there's this guy who shows up uh, with this little tiny black terrier that looks like a a teddy bear. Name was Jax. Hi,
3: Jax. Okay. (laughs) I love her to death. Hi.
0: Nice to meet you. And this guy who's holding Jax's leash, he had this, like, very purposeful way about him. He had these black surgical gloves on, and he kind of looked like a commando.
1: A commando?
2: What is happening here? We are with people who take their dogs out to hunt rats. <laughs> Just like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Elaihe Izadi. It's Tuesday, October 31st. Yes, it's Halloween, and today we are going to talk about something kind of spooky, rat hunting. Moran and Bishop tell us about the people and dogs taking up this strange hobby, and what this reveals about our relationship with the animals around us. Also a heads up, this story contains descriptions and sounds of dogs hunting rats that could upset some listeners. Okay, Mora, I have so many questions, but first I'll start with People are going out with their dogs to hunt rats in Washington, D.C. Where are they
2: doing this, and why is this happening in D.C.? So the rat catchers tend to go to really busy nightlife areas of the city. That's where all the restaurants are. The restaurants have alleys with dumpsters. The dumpsters are full of trash. The rats come for the trash. And so these rat catchers are coming together to tackle this rat problem in a way, but they are also motivated for other reasons that we'll get into.
1: Yeah, and I want to hear more about that, but are
2: these hunts legal? Um, the thing about this is that it's not technically legal. Um, <laughs> the, the rat hunters could get in trouble. They could be fined um, because this is a violation of animal welfare laws, Um, a group, the, the rat scallions, they did not want their locations of their hunt to be named. Mostly because they don't want to embarrass any businesses and also because they get free parking from the neighborhood in exchange for their services and they don't want to jeopardize their free parking. (laughs) I
1: love how so much comes down to like, wait, I've got a great parking spot. Exactly.
2: (laughs) It's hard to get in D.C.
1: It's hard to get. (laughs) Um, Bishop, can you tell me about the group that you went out
3: on a hunt with?
0: Yeah, yeah. This group is is led by this woman, Linda Freeman.
3: So many positive things happened to me because of this.
0: She's 64 years old and she started this group five years ago, and she's a terrier breeder. And through her kind of, like, breeding network in uh, New York, there's this guy, Richard Reynolds, who started this group a long time ago called Rats.
3: He hounded me, and he hounded me, and he hounded me.
0: And finally, Linda's like, all right.
3: All right, I'll do it.
0: I'm going to do it. I'm going to set up my own group. And then she says, I was going on a couple hunts, wasn't quite sure of this, but then when my dog got the first rat... She was hooked. Oh,
3: yes, yeah, yeah. How
0: did you know that she was hooked? But anyways,
3: she Look at her. <laughs>
0: <or>? <laughs> Tell me what she's doing. What do you mean?
3: This is not like a dog on a stroll.
0: What is she doing?
3: Uh, okay. so rather than even being aware that I'm here, her nose is going, her her eyes are going, it's an obsession
1: <laughs> How how does this actually work usually? How like, do they kill the rat? Yeah,
3: tell me about yeah. the
1: hunt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so basically, they have a system. The dogs all have to work together, and so do the owners. And so they have what's called a push dog, which is tends to be a smaller dog, usually like a dachshund. And so the push dog goes in there first and, like, roots around in all the trash and goes under the dumpsters and goes under the propane racks that are behind all these restaurants and scares all the rats out. And the other dogs are waiting kind of in a semicircle around there, and they just grab those rats as soon as as they start running (laughs) and snatch them up in their jaws. and, And then they shake them to death often. They shake them. And it's very quick.
1: I'm like weirdly horrified and interested in equal measure. Bishop, can you just, what did you see on your hunt?
0: Yeah, so there's this one scene, the very beginning when we started out hunting, and it was etched into my mind. <laughs> so we started walking on the sidewalk. Everything was all right. The dogs were kind of pulling forward on their leads, like very into where they were going. Ooh, we're getting excited. Yeah. Yeah. Going down an alley now. Yeah. Just a random alley, very dark. There is this jazz club, and then the action starts to happen. i like five rats. The dogs are just kind of going crazy. <laughs> Onto the top knives, into the garbage. And then the people are working in choreography with these dogs to try to help them get to these rats. Something's back there. They pull that trash can out. Yeah. Let me go back there. Like they take these dogs, these little terriers, and they kind of put them up and they put them into the trash bins, these roller bins. The dogs just start kind of like rummaging around in there. I, I didn't expect that. Adorable and wagging their tails and murderous at the same time. Oh 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 oh! And the rats were outsmarting these people. <laughs> That's why they've been around forever. They're so intelligent. <laughs> like I saw, like nine get away. Oh oh oh! oh it's Linda, Linda, scampering Linda. on top. There it is. There it is. Oh. Just missed a rat scurried out of view underneath this little porch. And then at that moment when we all seem to think that we were outsmarted and, like, we just need to go on to a different place, then this whole crowd of people exit the jazz club.
1: (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) They're all
0: dressed up in these, like, high heels. The, The guys have jackets on. And they've just, like, they've been to this cultural event in the city. They think it's kind of cool. You know, it's in an, an alleyway. And then they just see six people that are kind of, like, staring at them with their six dogs, all looking very serious and, like, wanting to do something. They're all purposeful. And there's one guy kind of comes up, and he goes, like,
3: Hi there. Hi. What are you guys doing?
0: Rat hunting.
3: Well, we've been rat hun- hunting here in this area uh, yeah, for five a lot, years. A lot
1: of rats, yeah, yeah for sure. So.
0: By the end of the conversation, he was, was thanking her for well, doing what she was doing.
1: Thank you so much. Good,
2: good luck to you guys. Thank you.
0: These people kind of exit out of the scene, and we see this smaller gap in the alleyway. So now we're back in a smaller in-between space between the buildings behind them. Lots of uh, trash cans. There's this like staircase. The rat hunters kind of run up after them. Then knock these rats. They start tumbling down the stairs. Rat. And then at that point, the dogs pounce onto the, the rats. It's not a pleasant sound. Uh, then they spot another rat that goes into the trash. And one of the people on the hunt takes a Jack Russell, puts it back up into the trash bin, and this dog starts rooting around in the trash. And eventually, at the bottom of the trash bin, the dog finds a rat and kills the rat.
3: Oh no! good. Okay.
0: How do you feel? Them good. Two. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Laura, what does the D.C. government have to say about these rat hunters? And what do animal rights groups have to say about it?
2: So the D.C. government wants to make It's super clear that they do not condone this activity. And there are a couple of groups, like People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, who believe this is barbaric. Um, To me, they called it a blood sport, that it's not in any way an effective control measure. Rats mean no harm and are simply trying to eke out an existence like the rest of us. That was a statement from the PETA spokeswoman Katie Cryer.
0: You know, I, I asked Linda about that exact thing, about whether it was cruel. Yeah, they said, this is cruel, this is inhumane. No. So Linda said it was the rat poison that was what's cruel. It can take weeks to take effect and kill the rat.
3: You saw how many seconds they die with the dogs. Yeah. do you tell me what's more humane. You know, Linda does
1: make an interesting point here as to what is more cruel and what's more humane, because in the end, like, Everyone's trying to kill these rats. So
2: when the city gets a call about a rat infestation, they will go out and fill their underground burrows with carbon monoxide, which will kill the rats. Um, But rats that escape will often get killed by a poison that they will leave in the area. It's a powder that gets on the rat's fur and is ingested when the rats groom themselves. And it, it takes anywhere from a few days to a few weeks to kill the rat.
1: Can you tell me more about the rat population in D.C.? Do we know how many rats are? I can't believe I'm asking
2: this question. How many rats are in the city I call home? (laughs) So it's impossible to accurately measure how many rats there are in the city. It's certainly more than any of us think there are. So the way the city does it is via calls to rodent control. And so as a measure of how the rat population is increasing, last year, for the whole year, there were 13,000 calls. And as of September this year, there were already over 16,000.
1: When you guys went out, did you see a part of the city where you felt, wow, okay, the city has a lot of rats? (laughs) Did, Did you see it with your own eyes?
0: Yes. Yes. And there there is this one place that the rat hunters took, both of us, that they called Hell's Gate.
3: And you gotta watch your feet.
2: Yes. It's an alley, a narrow, narrow alleyway, um, in a northwest Washington neighborhood, um, behind a bunch of really old buildings, some of which are restaurants, one of which is a cannabis store, um, a few of which are residences too, actually.
3: This is a bunch of trash right here from all the restaurants.
2: It's one of the grossest places in D.C. that I've ever been, honestly. There's also this like confined
0: tunnel that you have to walk through to enter this little courtyard. And it's like there's just a lot of rats and there's nowhere for them to go. So when they do get flushed out of the garbage or they get scared or panicked, they just start to run over your feet. Oh They, my like,
2: God. ricochet <laughs> off the walls.
0: When I was there, I saw this, like, incredible thing, and I didn't think it was, like, possible for rats to do. So they were pulling out this little trash bin, and this rat catapulted from this four-foot-tall trash bin. It, wait, wait. Oh, 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 one just flung out of
2: the trash can. <laughs> and it just leapt over our heads. It's very impressive when a rat gets away. How and are they jumpers? Or tell me about that. So in labs, rats can actually be trained to jump more than a foot high.
0: And there's some accounts that rats can jump two and a half feet high.
1: Oh my gosh, they're they're real survivors. Okay, Maura, just the last thing:
2: How do they behave in cities? So there's two species of rats that are in cities. The one that we most often see is the brown rat. They can chew through electrical wires. Our plastic trash bins, cinder blocks, brick, soil, wood beams, lead. It causes all kinds of problems in our infrastructure to have a rat infestation. And rats are very smart. They're very social. They help each other. They coordinate their behavior. They play. They laugh. They show signs of empathy. And they even show evidence of regret. And Bishop, can
1: you tell me more a little bit about rat threats to humans?
0: Yeah, so they, uh, they carry a lot of bacteria and viruses that can be really dangerous to humans, like monkeypox. They have parasites on them that it can give you Lyme disease and, you know, like the plague.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that, that, that old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the bubonic plague was spread, was through
2: rats. Yes. Um, how, how do the humans and the dogs stay safe? Yeah, so so the dogs are vaccinated. Um, the real hazard for the dogs isn't necessarily disease. Um, it's more that the rats will fight back when they are are bitten. And so some of the dogs that I saw um, were bitten by the rats on the tongue. It's like this teeny tiny puncture wound, but it just makes a lot of blood. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, and that happened with me as well. I saw Jax, that little teddy bear terrier dog, at Hell's Gate, he got bit. And just afterwards, during a water break, he was bleeding from his cheek.
3: Oh, boy, he got a bad one there. Let me get a rag for you so you can wash that off.
0: Does that happen often? Do they get bit often? Yeah, so this is, like, I notice you're not, like, really worried about it. They're really unconcerned about it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, they just move on, and the dogs tend to pretty fine with it too.
1: After the break, we talk about how this rat problem is actually one that humans created. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm investigative journalist Kylie Lowe, and I'm here to tell you about my weekly podcast, Dark Down East. Each episode, I take you to my home in New England, where we truly get to know the people at the center of the cases we dive into. Join me and dig into some cases you won't hear about anywhere else. Listen to new episodes of Dark Down East every Thursday, or check out the extensive catalog of existing episodes now, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, Mora,
1: one thing about this rat hunting that's really standing out to me is the breed of dog that seems most suited to do this. Dogs
3: are so cute. They're very cute. Thank
1: you. These are generally small dogs, right? They don't actually would strike me as killers if I just see them out and about. Can you just describe why it is that these are the dogs that are hunting rats?
2: Yeah. So most of the dogs that do this are terriers. And when you think about what a terrier is, um, it's like a Small, scrappy little lap dog. Like the breeds that came with me, one of them was a Cairn Terrier, which is the, the breed that Toto from The Wizard of Oz oh, is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So picture that kind of dog, like, just totally laying into a rat, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. These, like, these small terriers, they're bred for this in England, in the UK. And you can tell by their names, like they're Airedale, Staffordshire, Bedlington, Manchester. These are all English places, right? These dogs, some of them were even bred... For these underground gambling rings where back in Victorian England under pubs, they would bet on how many rats a dog could kill within an hour or so.
1: Now I'm starting to feel like, well, like this is a dog's idea, a terrier's idea of a good time.
2: Yeah. The dog owners who do this say that whenever they suit up to go rat hunting, their dogs are, like, jumping all over the place and barking, and they just can't wait to get in the car. Like, this is their equivalent of going to the dog park. Here's Linda Freeman again.
3: She just lives for this. Look at all these dogs. Oh, boy, we're all going out together. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. And then they get to kill rats. I mean, this has got to be the best thing that ever happens to a dog in its whole life.
1: And so thinking about the rat population in Washington, D.C., and also a lot of other cities around the country, is rat hunting actually an
2: effective way
1: to control the rat population?
2: I would say probably not, because in the grand scheme of things, you know, on the hunts that I went on, they killed between 27 and 35 rats a night, uh, which in a city with 16,000 rat calls, again, you know, that's not a huge amount. And so they believe it actually disperses the rat population by encouraging them to kind of leave some of these very dense areas and find homes elsewhere. And also I'm thinking about the places that they do make homes
1: and a lot of it is trash. And that's from us. Like we've created
2: this rat. I have created this rat problem. Yeah, I mean, the rat problem is actually just a human problem. It's our problem because we generate a lot of trash and, you know, restaurants aren't always very good at disposing of it. They don't always have dumpsters that are rat proof.
3: I honestly think that they just are not aware that after they close and the lights are down and the city gets quiet and the rats come out and that their trash is full of rats. I don't think they know.
2: And, you know, if if we were better at taking care of the trash, we would eliminate that rat source, and then there would be fewer rats to kill. Bishop, I'm also thinking
1: about the motivations of the people who are doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, these people do it for a lot of different reasons. That's what I found. It's not just the dogs. It's, like, it's for exercise. It's companionship with the dogs. It's, you know, being out with these other quirky people. It's interacting with people on the street, feeling like you're doing something good for the community.
3: The only bad thing is, is how tired I am the next day. Oh, that's a, that's the only downside. Otherwise, it's like a win, 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 win. I honestly have never done anything in my life that had so many positive feedbacks in every direction.
1: So, Bishop, you know we started this conversation at the beginning of the hunt with Linda and the others. How did that night end for them?
0: Well, they all were very excited about it. They were kind of smiling as they went back around 1 a.m. to that same seedy, yellow-lit parking lot uh, right where we started this whole night. And Linda took her rat bag out of her wagon, filled with 12 rats, dumped them on the sidewalk. <laughs> the sidewalk. where but everyone's I walk. walk. That you walk. walk on. <laughs> and everyone kind of lined up behind that pile of rats.
3: Look up. Look
0: up and smile. You know, just like they would do. I mean, if you look back in these old Victorian photos of people catching rats, they did it back then, too. They just lined up behind their kills. And as they were doing that, there's these two guys coming towards us on the sidewalk. They kind of stopped for a second. Their eyes kind of widened and they realized what we were doing. And then they kind of staggered and then crossed the street.
1: As I would. (laughs) It's like the old Victorian photo for today, 2023. Yep. (laughs) Well, thank you both. I will never look at terriers and, frankly, rats the same way again. Thank you. Thank you. Maura Judkiss is a style reporter for The Post. That's it for Post Reports, or Ghost Reports. Thanks for listening, and happy Halloween. Today's show was produced by Bishop Sand. It was mixed by Sean Carter and edited by Monica Campbell. If you haven't yet subscribed or followed The Post's new investigative podcast, open up your podcast app right now and get to it. It's called The Empty Grave of Comrade Bishop, and it's a riveting show by my co-host Martine Powers. She follows this 40-year mystery of missing remains on the Caribbean island of Grenada and what the United States has to do with it. Again, it's called the empty grave of Comrade Bishop. I'm Elahe Izadi. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post.
2: Caesar's Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesar's rewards.